Are you tired of the blind leading the blind? Are you ready to escape the 9 to 5 grind and build a life that truly makes you happy? Are you ready to build generational wealth for you and your family? If any of this sounds like you, then breathe easy because you are exactly where you need to be right now. A wise man once said, when the student is ready, the teacher shall appear. So have faith in what I said and follow the path. My name is Khadija LaShawn, and I am the Black Guidance Counselor that my community needs. I'm a strategic investor and CEO. I make money in my sleep, and I teach others how to do the same. I share my knowledge, talents, and resources with others. So if you're in need of that motivation or courage to start following your own path, look no further. My intention is to share as much value with you all as possible and to show you that there are many different paths to happiness and many different paths to wealth. You just have to find the one that's right for you. Hey, I'm doing well. Can you hear me good? I never used this before. You're good. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. All right. I'm good. I'm good to go now. You're good to go? <laughs> good to go. Okay. And how much time do you have? I don't want to infringe uh, on 40, anything else. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Okay. So I'm going to jump into it right away. But because we have a limited time frame, and that's partly due to me, um, I'm sorry about that. But no, what uh, would you like to just do your side? Like inter- me interview you first? during this episode and then we come back at a different time and do the me on your show yep yeah that yep. sounds good mm-hmm. all right cool i'll just run through my intro and then we'll get started but is there any questions that you have for me before we get started uh no i think we're good to go okay all right cool today's episode was recorded via anchor by spotify and re-uploaded online Hello, everyone. My name is Khadija LaShawn, also known as your Black Guidance Counselor. I'm here to guide you to the resources that you need. I have with me here the host of the Misguided Podcast, Juwan. Juwan, is that the right yep. way? <clears throat> Juwan, yep. okay. I'm not going to lie. When I came across your stuff, man, it's like you just, like you and I just did the same thing, but like <laughs> differently, you know? So I just, I really relate to a lot of the things that you do, a lot of the things that you talk about. I know you talk a lot about Turo, um, investing and stuff like that. So I definitely want to jump into that. But before I get into that, just tell the audience who you are and um, yeah, just tell us who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, my name, yeah, my name is Jawan. Uh, I like to call myself a progressive entrepreneur um, because I'm gradually progressing in stages and gradually expanding business businesses and ideas. So um, that's what I do. Yeah, I just do a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> I hear that. What are the top, what would you say are the most, like, the things that you want people to find out about you, like, to come to you for? Uh, I'm a realtor. So realtor first. Um, and uh, I'm a mobile notary out here in California. And uh, I also do tarot and Airbnb as you do well. T- so we are like the same. We are the exact same because I was about to get my real, real estate degree, but the pandemic happened. So 
you know. Um, <clears throat> but okay, that's really. Are cool. you still getting it? Or are you still in the process? No, of it? I'm not gonna do it because I'm gonna be an investor, not a realtor. Okay. So okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just I figured it out. I'm like, you know, I got the education. I did complete the course and everything. Um, I passed the the course. I got a. I like barely passed it, but I passed it. Um, <laughs> so, but I didn't go with the the license. It just didn't seem like the right move for me. It's a lot of maintenance, and I didn't really feel that much pressure to really want to help people buy houses. More so, like I want to learn how to do it for myself and teach yeah. other people how to do it too. So there um, you go. Yeah, but I really love what you're doing. I love everything that you got going on. So tell me a little bit about your first entrepreneurial venture. Um, first one would be, uh, the, the tarot. <clears throat> well, no, not really. I mean, first, you know, if you got to go way back, I used to like make t-shirts and, and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. I used to sell cell phone cases back in school. So, and, uh, glasses, but I guess like what really <clears throat> did it for me was, um, after college, I got into tarot and, um, <clears throat> that kind of just like sparks, re-spark something in me to just keep creating business ideas and and keep networking okay um that's cool what uh so tell me about Turo. what do you do with Turo? how many cars do you have um tell me some numbers tell me tell me what you feel comfortable talking about <clears throat> yeah um so i started uh you know, when Turo was was not even what it was today T- today is popular everyone wants to talk about it on tiktok <clears throat> but I've been in it for about five, four or five years. Um, and so <clears throat> back then they used to like really care about the host. Mm-hmm. They used to like give the host like 90% of the, <laughs> of the earnings. Right. And now it's like 75. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but so um, back then was super cool because um, it was just higher cash flow. Now it's still cash flow, but you know, the market's a little bit saturated. A lot of people want to do it. <clears throat> but um cool thing about uh, me being back back then doing it is now i already have the the profile i have the review so any cars i add now can still get rented pretty quickly and at a higher price because i've been in the game yeah. so um i say um i got up to a point of like five or six cars and then um let's see uh covid hit so i got down to two Mm-hmm. Um, and just kept it too. Um, throughout the four to five years, I've never missed a payment or not made a payment on a car due to tarot, even through the pandemic. Actually, tarot was very popular through the pandemic because all the enterprises and Hertz were shut down or they didn't have enough cars. So mm. tarot was the go-to. Yeah. Um, as far as, uh, cars and stuff, I'm in California. So when you think California, you think sunny weather. So convertibles are really good out here. Um, had a couple convertibles. Yeah. I had Ford Mustang convert, uh, convertibles. Um, Camaros do really well out here as well. Um, I've had uh, commuter cars because we're in the Bay Area. So uh, Passats, Volkswagen Passats, and uh, BMW. A lot of people love BMWs out here. Okay. Um, what would you say, like, if you could do your investment to return ratio, 
So how much, like, and you don't have to say the exact numbers, but like, if it was like, okay, say you invested a third and you got back three times as much, like how, how is the, how's the fluctuation with how much Turo brings in for you? Uh, for me, it's, uh, it's not really about, it's not, it's not investing because you're not investing unless you're putting a down payment on, on the car, then that's kind of like investing, but um, it's it's zero money up front, right? You go in, you buy a car, you don't put a down payment in, you use your credit to get a car Mm -hmm. and now you have a monthly payment. And so to me, that's like a, almost like a hundred percent RI. Now, if you're putting a a down payment, that's different, but I don't recommend it. There's no need to, unless you got really bad credit and Mm want to lower the payment or something. Um, But yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> most of it is just really using your credit. So um, if you're okay with going into, I wouldn't go into a dealership and, and get a car, uh, a, a loan from whoever they, they refer, right? Because when you go into a dealership and you say, hey, yeah, I want to buy this car. Yeah, what can you do for me? They're going to run your credit through 20 different companies. Mm-hmm. So that's bad. Um, so what I suggest is before you even go find a car, go to a credit union near you and uh, and and get a pre-approval from the credit union um, because credit unions usually have better interest rates. That's only one person you're running your credit through mm-hmm. um, and you have a pre-approval, which if you know in real estate is super like and you can't view a house without a pre-approval. So yeah. it should be the same with a car. Get mm-hmm. pre-approved first. And then go look at cars so you know how much you're working with. Um, So I'd suggest that for anyone trying to get started. Um, But yeah, as far as like money up front, there's not really no money up front. Say you buy the car, it's on your credit. I guess the key things to note are make sure you try and get a low down payment. I mean, not low down payment, a low monthly payment so Mm -hmm. that your cash flow is higher. Absolutely. If you have a 700, 900 monthly payment trust me i've seen it before uh <laughs> for a toyota <laughs> lord toyota yeah, you're, you're not gonna, right you're not gonna uh cash flow that much or if any right so you want like a super low payment if possible okay so all right um all right that was very good advice about Tura. i appreciate that value you share and i know you do it a lot on your youtube channel and your podcast um so I guess my follow-up question is like, okay, you're, ch- you're doing the same thing I do. You convert your, your liabilities into assets. So instead of just getting a car for you, you're changing into a cash flowing asset for you so that it's making money while you sleep. That's important. This is the mindset a lot of people need to get on now because that's the only way you're going to survive this world. But um, I wanted to ask about Airbnb. How did you get started? Um, just talk me through that. And do you run out a room or you run out your whole place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Airbnb, I got started, I mean, just kind of like with the tarot stuff. It was like, all right, I'm running out cars. Might as well run out places. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of ways you can do Airbnb. There's rental arbitrage, which is I'm going to go put my name on a lease in this apartment complex that has such and such units. And then I'm not going to live there. I'm actually just going to rent it out on Airbnb and mm-hmm. try and be sneaky with it. That's one way. That's sneaky. Sneaky, yeah. y'all. Don't do that. <laughs> um, second way is um, you can buy a home, uh, rent it out on Airbnb. You don't have to be sneaky because it's your home. Exactly. Uh, 
Third way is um, you can uh, do corporate leasing. So if you have an LLC, you can pitch to the leasing office. Uh, hey, I have an LLC. Uh, I want to use this as a corporate stay for employees, whatever, um, and and pitch it that way. And, and then the lease can be under your your business name, which means anybody in the business, right, coming in and out the business can actually stay there. Okay. That's that's another way. Um, so there's those three ways um, to open up Airbnb. Um, but yeah, I dabble in, in pretty much all of them. Um, and so uh, do the rental arbitrage. I just bought my first home and Airbnb that as well. Um, but yeah, those okay. are the, the kind of different ways. Okay. So um, let me ask you about the Airbnb where you own the property, um, do you live in it too? Or do you run out like a portion of the property or you just have the property solely for Airbnb? Uh, right now it's solely for Airbnb. Do you furnish the whole property just for Airbnb? Correct. So, okay. When it comes to that, are you doing these transactions under your business? Are you doing it personally? Like, what do you recommend people do? Um, I'd recommend... Oh man. Well, but it's a long, it's long. It is a, <laughs> a long, long process, right? It doesn't it's take- a long process, but long winded and or like uh answer because it it involves a bunch of different stuff. So I guess right that, that a lot of people ask that question. Um depends what you're comfortable with, right? Like it, it all depends on the person. Um if you want to use the programs that, that are cheaper and, and easier to start with. So FHA loans, conventional 5% uh, down payment loans, then it has to be in your name. Mm-hmm. It can't, you can't do it in the, in the business name. Okay. So <clears throat> that, <clears throat> that would be easier to start with lower cost. Um, you can always transfer the property into an LLC. That's easy. You just transfer the deed from your name to an LLC. Um oh. Or you can but, put yeah. it into a trust. Or a trust. Yeah, either one. Or you can put it into the trust and have the trust own the LLC. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of different ways. Um, but if you're not good with paperwork or, or accounting or anything, none of this matters. Because what, what say you get sued, what lawyers would do is they'll, they'll do this thing called uh, piercing the veil. So... Um, they'll find something in your accounting or something that links your personal assets and your business assets. And therefore all that work you just did becomes zero because now your assets are linked together. So now they can go after all your assets. So even if it's in a trust, like it, well, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't, I don't know much. I've just heard stuff, but there's ways that lawyers can get around it. If you're not good with your stuff, bookkeeping, accounting, if you're mixing, you're commingling um, funds from business to personal, then then yeah, I mean now it's not a business; it's your personal. Stuff. You're right. So, so you gotta get their accounting all together. Yeah, and a lot of people I think fail with that is they're like, oh, how do I protect myself? Let me just go transfer all this stuff in the in the LLC, but then still use the LLC like it's their personal, or they mix and mingle and stuff. So, okay. Okay. Uh, um, but like I said, I'm not a lawyer, so you gotta, you gotta, you know, find, Absolutely. find a lawyer. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, so um, right, I mean, the 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 home is in my name and everything. So um, yeah, home's in my name. I bought conventional, um, and yeah. Okay, so all right. Um, tell me about some entrepreneurial lessons you learned, like major lessons that you feel like people need to know. Um, so Other than I'll, accounting, because that's flat out. Everybody needs to figure that shit out. <laughs> wait, say, can you repeat that question again? I said, can you can you talk through maybe one or two entrepreneurial lessons that you learned, like maybe mistakes that you made or things that you you learned from that you feel like people should be aware of when they're pursuing entrepreneurship? Um. I would say, that's a good question. I would say do the due diligence and the work prior. What I get a lot of people, uh, I get a lot of people who just like ask questions without Googling first. Mm-hmm. Like like Google, like that's how I learned Google. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like before you just bombard somebody with with time asking questions like, you know, what are the insurance policies for tarot? Like, you know, that's on their website. You can just look at look at it first, right? If you have exactly. questions into detail about it, then you go. But like, I get a lot of questions. It's like asking really just plain questions that I could easily just Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, yo, like, you know, do the due diligence first if you're serious about it, because no one's going to want to work with you if you're not. That makes that, sense. That's one. Uh, and I mean, my other one would be literally just research. Because, like research, but also don't research enough to where you get um, stagnant. Because a lot of people just like, oh, I need to research this. They, a lot of people think they need to have it all figured out before starting. And that's where a lot of people fail and never start is because you'll never, ever have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. The only way to figure stuff out is to actually put your foot in there and get get going. You got to get your get your hands dirty, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with that completely. Um, are you on a spiritual journey? Spiritual journey? No, I'm not as much as I wish I was. <laughs> why? Why is that? Uh, just well, what do you what do you mean spiritual journey exactly? Do you feel like okay? So like, <clears throat> let me backtrack a little bit because we never really talked about what you did before all this. Um, so what made you take that dive and pursue entrepreneurship full time? Let me go into that and then we'll go into the spiritual journey stuff. Um, I guess, I mean, um, well, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, in 2020, I was fired from, from my job that I had worked out for three years. So that kind of put a little fire under me. But before that, I was even doing entrepreneurial stuff. And I guess before that, it all started from when I went to college and I would just see all these rich white folks at the college that I was at and wonder like how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And so I just started asking questions, asking questions, doing research, listening to podcasts, reading blogs and just learning taking the time from school and just learning out, you know, doing the due diligence myself. Yeah. And then I just started to realize that there's like a, a very similar, a very similar um, 
connection between all the people that have wealth. And that connection was they own a business and they own real estate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, how do I get here? And then I met a, a, a friend of mine who um, had the same mindset as me. And he actually brought the idea of tarot to me. And so we started doing tarot from there. And you, so you started with a partner? <clears throat> no, uh, he actually just, no, he, we started separately, doing it separately. But y'all were on the same journey together. On the same journey together, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you another question before I get to the spiritual stuff, okay? All right, so, all right. Um, has there been a time during your journey where things could have gone very bad, but somehow, some way, you were saved? Uh, oh, like bad is but like what's like, bad? Though? Like maybe you made you fucked up. You made a mistake. You you did something oh, a, wrong. Yeah, yeah, all and, the time. And somehow, some way, it still worked out. Yeah, yeah all the time for sure. All for the sure. time. So that's why yeah. I asked: Are you on a spiritual journey? Like, is there a mission that you're that's that you're on? And it doesn't have to be God. Like, I'm not gonna push religion on you, but more so like. Is there a reason, like, you created the Misguided Podcast for a reason, right? Like, what is your mission? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say. I don't know if it's spiritual, though. I, I think that might not be the right word for me. I, I think it's. <clears throat> I think it's more of, I mean, unless you want to relate spiritual to self. Self-growth? Like, self-growth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, self-development. That's the word right okay, there. Okay, okay. I got you. So, um. But yeah, I'd say it's more of like, so your question is pretty much like what motivates me to do, to do all that stuff? Yeah. Like what's your mission? What is your goal? You know, my mission is to build an empire for my family and for the next generations to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So that, that, that includes just working, building businesses that they can carry on, building wealth that they can carry on. Cause I was the first generation college student uh you know like single mother um like I wasn't taught this type of stuff about wealth Mm -hmm. I had no idea I had to literally google it find out on my own so like the whole purpose and the purpose of the the podcast and everything and and what I'm doing is to just you know give my give my kids an opportunity to learn at a young age which is also why I wrote my financial literacy book um, but it's also like giving people a, just a, a platform to learn. Like a lot of the, a lot of the kids in the area I'm from, they they're not given this chance, right? They're not giving um, <clears throat> a chance to learn about these type of wealth building tips. And so I you're think trying to make true. that change to help other people because it's not just about you. Like yes, it's important that you build that for your family, but also to help others and to sh- to light the path for someone else. Very, very much so. Very I got you. So. Okay, so all right. With that, do you do um do you do positive affirmations? Uh no, no I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Do you talk to yourself? Uh I mean I'm not not like yeah, I mean like I'll I'll motivate myself in a way like so that's I get yeah. I believe in I I believe in like I heard I was actually uh, I I had a podcast with somebody not so long ago and they were like what's been helping them really is uh what so say they're about to go into a soccer game 
mm-hmm. uh, what they would be like is I'm going to score a goal. I'm going to score a goal. And so they'd be like affirming it and they've scored a goal like five weeks in a row. Yeah. And so I believe in shit like that for sure. I mean, I played sports. So, you know, all the little superstitions and shit, I believe in. So speaking it into existence, you believe into that? Facts. You believe in manifestation? Yep. Then you're on a spiritual journey, man. I don't know. You're just calling it something different. But it's Why do I got to be spiritual? What it doesn't spiritual? have to be spiritual. I'm not going to lump you with that, okay? Because I know that spiritual can come with a lot of different connotations. And I don't want to make you feel like I'm trying to lump you into a box. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that you're on a journey. You're on a journey, you know? And you're on a journey of self-growth, you know, personal <laughs> development, all that stuff. So that's that's great stuff to hear. Um, for anybody listening, just know that like it doesn't take like Rome was not built in a day. It takes time. It takes hard work. And um, with focus, you will get there. So um, what I was going to ask you is tell me a little bit more about your financial literacy book, because I saw that you had something on Amazon. Yeah. So I wrote a um, children's book teaching children how to save, manage and invest their money okay. um, <clears throat> and talk about uh a bunch of different uh, array of stuff 401ks uh crypto i talk about crypto i talk about uh a bunch of a bunch of stuff like how to manage money and i give it like i give scenarios and stuff and so um that's awesome yeah, yeah. um What's I, 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 and it's how called people find it money talks the beginner's guide to investing for kids it's available on amazon uh it debuted as number one in um children's education uh, the wow. first day and uh, number three in bestsellers. Um, High five, man. Good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good job. That's impressive. Honestly, that's that's really good. I'm glad to hear that. And you're that's a mission right there. Like teaching people financial literacy. We need to know this stuff like and breaking it down in a way for kids is like even more empowering because anybody can understand it. You know, if a kid can, so can you. So that's awesome. All right. Um, tell me more about. Okay, so tell me about. I'm backtrack a little bit. Tell me how you target. Do you target a specific audience when it comes to Turo and Airbnb? Uh, Turo, not necessarily. <clears throat> I mean, I try to stay away from people who I think are gonna trash the car or something. But, <clears throat> um, for Airbnb, definitely I try to target a certain certain uh. A certain group which is like traveling nurses hey um, <laughs> yo we are like the same i have a travel nurse stand with me right now hey I there you go I they're, the be- they're the best ones because uh they they got money <laughs> and uh they take care of your stuff and they're barely home so they're barely like using your stuff you know exactly. um but yeah no nah, uh I, I love that i try and do that I try and do like a business uh people like for the Houston Airbnb, you, you get a lot of people who are in town for like a business conference or something like that, right? Like an event. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay away. Pretty much anyone but partiers, right? Okay. Yeah. I got you. That makes sense because I've heard a lot of... Do you listen to the Host Nation? No, nah, I don't. Is it a podcast? It's a podcast. It's really good, actually. It's all about okay. short-term rentals. It's okay. called the Host Nation. Um, It's on all the platforms. So I recommend it. Anybody listening, I recommend the host nation because they have like people who have like portfolios of like 10 plus properties and they do short term rentals with all of them. So those are like the type of those are the type of rooms I want to be in, you know, 
Hell yeah. Virtual rooms, you know, that's, <laughs> that's where the money is, the virtual room, because you can reach anybody virtually. So um, before we get off this phone, when did you want to do my episode on your show? Like, when do, you, when do you think you have? I mean, it's a little on the spot, my bad, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying um, I would like to come on your show. I really would because I feel like I got something to say. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, it would have to be either at the end of this month, probably. Probably at the end of this month. We could try 20. for the twenty second. That's when my my next e course releases. So I mean, it had to be like the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh. Okay, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, that's good to know. That's actually right on time. Uh, where? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got some more questions for you. Give me one second. Okay, so how many properties do you have, and how how long did it take you back to make back your investment, like in the furnishing? So how many properties do you have, and how long did you did it take to get your return? Uh, <clears throat> that's a good um, that's a good question. Uh, so I had a property in LA, um, on Airbnb, um, last year. And the way the deal set up was set up, um, that property got instant returns. Um, but for it's really all how you set up the deal. So for the let's say the Houston property, um, uh, I opened in November, so I haven't gotten my uh, I guess my returns back yet. Mm-hmm. It's only been what two two months. It, it was it got it, uh, started getting rented out at the end of November is when uh, we were done or middle or something like that. You so, literally. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I literally started Airbnb in December. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's so crazy. Okay. Are you Airbnb in your spot? I'm Airbnb in a room in my house. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was just like, basically, it took me a long time. It took me two years to get started. I was already renting out the basement. And so um, when I finally, like, basically, I had to get my house in order. I had to get my habits straight. Like, as far as cleaning, keeping everything nice and neat, um, I had to hire a maid to get me realizing what clean really looks like. Because I thought this was clean, but it, like, it could be better. So, um, learning about, like, interior design and stuff like that, setting up the space real nice. Uh, I currently don't have heat in my house, so I have, like, a personal heater in the room to keep it warm. Like, just doing little things that I can, doing what I ha- what I can with what I have, you know? Because I feel like a lot of people, they stop. Well, me personally, I was stopping from starting for so long because I kept adding more stuff to my checklist. I kept being like, oh, well, I need this and I need that and I need that. And it's like, yeah, it would be nice to have those things. But what do you truly need to get started? All right. Here's a tip for everyone listening. You'll never don't don't do that because you'll never no matter how prepared you are, you're always going to forget something. Exactly. No matter what. So just make sure you got the necessities. You got a toilet, a shower. <laughs> that's what the people and care don't about. lie in the kitchen don't lie <laughs> and, yeah don't don't lie but um you definitely are never no matter how no matter how many airbnbs you set up you're always going to forget something mm-hmm. even if you have a checklist i got a checklist so um yeah that's crazy well congrats to you on that i'm excited to hear about that for sure for sure yeah i mean i could tell you to play i i share it with everybody i give free information i'm not gonna i do have e-courses and stuff like that where i expand even more but I'll just tell you the play just so you know. In case you don't know, there's a website called Furnish Finder. Love it. Yeah, Furnish Finder. 
what I do is I have my Airbnb listing, got professional photos done. I make my listing is pet friendly. It's pet friendly. Oh, that's bold right there. Yeah. Well, I have dogs. I have multiple dogs. So they know right away. Oh, I heard. You know, (laughs) you heard, (laughs) you heard about them dogs. So, no, yeah, I, I, I heard them barking. I heard them barking. I bet you did. They they in every single video, every single live. You know how many dogs you got? I have three dogs. There's two. One is a lab. One is a pit, and one is um a Shih Tzu, and they're all they're all friendly and, dogs. And they get along with if someone else brought a dog in there. So the way that I handle it is that I haven't had another. Do- well, actually, yeah, one of my guests had pit bull, and the pit bull just stayed in the room the whole time. The thing is, my dogs are very friendly and they're socialized. So what happens is like my dog will stand outside the door and just be sniffing at the door. Like my last um, tenant, she was here for a month and um, she had a cat. So um, basically the cat and my dog would be playing with each other at the door. So it was cute. It was cute. But um, I didn't really bring my animals around their animals just because I don't want any bad interactions. But my last tenant, she was really cool with dogs. She loved all the dogs. So she would, like, even let the dogs out for me when I wasn't home and stuff. Like, nurses are the best. Ooh, Nurse. let the dogs out. Yeah, so <laughs> it was cool. It was very cool. So the play is I I put my – I put a listing on Airbnb. The thing about Airbnb for everybody to know is that if you have Airbnb do your pictures for you, you cannot use those pictures on any other platform, okay? So it's illegal to use the pictures on any other platform. So what I do is I Airbnb have, does photos. I didn't even know that they ha- they let you get a photographer and everything. Yeah, I oh. mean if it's available in your area, I guess. But oh. I don't know why it wouldn't be available in California. Like that doesn't make any. Nah, sense. it's for sure available. Yeah, I think I've seen it before. I just was like, oh, I didn't even know. I, I think can I've send you my list and you can see. But I'm just saying that uh, overall, I got the professional photos done. So my Airbnb listing is solid. I use like template examples like i've learned from someone who does airbnb in baltimore specifically so i like i found his listing on on airbnb because he had like the same name as his instagram names i was like oh this is the same dude and he has like three pop let me like so i just made a whole spreadsheet of like okay what's the name of the property what's the link how much does he charge a night how much is he making a month how much is he making in three months how much should i charge a night like just like analyzing the analyzing everything about it and then coming up with the best price for me and then so what i did was um i'm not trying to take all your time i'm sorry talking about this but um what i did was i promote my airbnb on furnish finder so on furnish finder i have my listing but they they send out every month there or every week they're sending out leads of travel professionals travel nurses travel medical professionals whatever who are coming to your area and they need housing and so they give you their text number email addresses it's a you have to pay a fee but you got to pay to play but it's, it's a good situation because that first tenant found me on um not the first like the third tenant found me on airbnb but this most recent one who booked me for two plus months she found me on Furnish Finder and I sent her my link to my Airbnb so she can book me on Airbnb instead of like having to take care of the transaction some other way. I'd rather go all through Airbnb, you know, so just I'm just letting you know, just so you can if if that's an idea, if it sparks an idea in your head, like go with it. So. Facts. Let them know. Let them know, because that's yeah. that's for sure. that's that's Furnish um... Finder. Y'all Furnish Finder is the place to find those travel nurses. Cause 
the thing is, is that I realized is you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because if Airbnb shuts down, what you going to do? What you going to do? You know, like if Airbnb, say one guest, God forbid, I'm not even going to speak, speak those things into existence. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, do not put your, all your eggs in one basket. Like put your, put your eggs in multiple baskets. And there's also like location rentals, y'all. Like y'all ever heard of um, your income space? Your income space with Ashley and Brett, yourincomespace.com. Go to that website um, or just look it up on YouTube. It's your income space. They're they're talking crazy shit. And they're in California too. They're making hella bank, hella bank renting out their space by the hour to um freaking productions and stuff, you know? Peer space was a great app. Peer space, exactly. Peer space. There's a couple of other ones, but I talk about all this stuff in my e-course, guys, just so you know. Um, <laughs> but I'm always I'm always promoting myself. I've like I've, I'm starting to get it now, like, and it it's helped a lot for me was meditating and stuff like that because it clears my mind. Mm. Meditating clears your mind. So, um, if I could ask you where you're gonna be in one year. No, no, no. In five years, where are you going to be? What will you have obtained? And when you answer, try your best to say, I am. In five years. Like, pretend like we're five years from now. Where are you? And what are you doing? And what is your life like? Uh, In five years, I would be a... I am? Okay, in five years, I am a successful real estate agent, and uh, I am having a business, a mobile notary business that is doing extremely good, and I am hiring employees, and I am uh, very active in my kids' lives. Um, as far as like, cause they'll be like school age and into sports or whatever, whatever they're into. Um, and then I'll be traveling the world with my wife. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see it. I can see it. Can you see it? I can see it. You got to visualize it, man. You got to see it and speak it to believe it, you know, but I'm super futuristic. So I, I, this is on my mind every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let me ask you something else. I know we got a couple more minutes. Um, are you, how much time do you have? I don't want to cut into it. No worries. I got 10. 10 minutes. Okay. Um, let me ask you some things that you're doing to build generational wealth. Like I know I saw a video where you had mentioned something about, um, something about, you building something for your daughter or you you invested in um a custodial account hello hello it wouldn't let me get back in on my phone it kept tripping so i'm on my computer you can hear me all right though right I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, okay, sorry I'm glad you that. got back on. You good? I'm I'm just glad you got back on. I was like, oh no, because we have to finish. <laughs> you know, yeah. someone um, someone for uh, I had a a, a note. Uh, someone called my notary number, so they were trying to schedule an appointment, and I declined it 
but I guess when you when you decline it, it still takes you off of the uh, the, the podcast because it uses yeah. the mic. So I didn't know that, and so uh, my bad. But also, crazy thing is, we were just talking about Airbnb. Someone just sent me a a, a request for the Airbnb. Hey, ain't that the best feeling, bro? Yeah, two nights, four hundred dollars. Okay, hell hey. yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. That's what you but, do. Uh, okay, so what, that's what was good. your question? Yeah. So my question was, um. You had mentioned in a video about you had set up like a custodial account for your daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So or tell me a little son. bit about that and tell me just as quickly as you can, why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, custodial accounts. I mean, shit. Could you imagine if you were a kid and you turned 18 and found out your parents have been putting money away every month for 18 years uh, that is now worth like a million dollars at mm-hmm. 18 could you imagine how you feel? I feel amazing. All right? <laughs> You'd be like, damn, I got so many ideas. Like, you you would just have a head start. A lot of the kids, a lot of the, let's just say, it, white people, white kids, they have a head start because their parents gave them one. So why not give our kids one, right? They, they, they could choose to start a business, a couple businesses. They could really, they, they could choose not to go to college. Mm-hmm. A bunch of options. So I just want to give my kids the option absolutely and that's powerful that's very powerful and i commend you for that because how old are you now uh 28 i just turned 28 sunday so this is a 28 year old you guys who is saying he's ready to start building generational wealth so time to get started okay it's time to get started if you haven't already it's time to at least start thinking about it and planning for it because like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. So that's awesome. That's well, the, awesome. the thing people got to know is, too, is like in investing, it's all about time. So, mm-hmm. you you're, you know, the one thing you can't get back is time. So as far as um, investing, if you invest early on, it's so much better than if you had $200,000 and invested it when you had the money. Like, no, take the time and invest monthly because compounding interest is really in your favor. Okay, we're going to have to probably do a follow-up uh, interview about interest. I mean, not interest, but investing in oh, general, yeah. because yeah. I feel like that's something people don't know about compounding interest and stuff like that. So I feel like that's something that we can talk more about. But um, before we get off, I want to ask you two questions. The first question I want to ask you is, um, what books do you recommend everybody read? <laughs> Uh, Money Talks, The Beginner's Guide to Investing. Adults can read it, too. I've actually had adults read it um, and learn some stuff from it. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I, I, I think that book, Um, if obviously, if you haven't, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, one of the greatest books to ever touch the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that book, damn, I got a whole list. Uh, oh, Will Smith, the Will Smith book. He, that's okay. Shit. And insane if you i don't i don't read i i listen to books so uh-huh. uh, but will smith book is definitely crazy let me see if i can pull it up. does he do the voiceover for the audiobook yeah. oh oh yeah i'm not reading the book if they're not doing it yeah oh wow that's cool okay i would definitely listen to that then yeah what what uh oh so will smith's book y'all uh there's a couple uh let me see i'm trying to pull up my library real quick you good uh, the, I, I say Rick Ross's books are really good as far as like relating to, to our culture and, and relating to like being a boss. 
I think those are good. He does um, the audiobook for those too? Yep. I say Charlemagne's books are really good as far as mental health. Wow. Um, and getting together. Um uh also any any books by uh bigger pockets if you're into real estate okay um what kind of real estate oh blue fishing was really good state well any any type of real estate okay blue fishing what's that about thinking that's pretty much it it's by steve steve sims um it's just a way of uh, blue fishing it's like way of thinking for business um uh gary uh gary v crushing it russ all in your head okay. um gary v ask gary v um and where do you listen to your audiobooks typically like oh, audible 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 okay all right we only have a minute left so i don't want to keep too much of your time so anybody listening what is your last piece of advice for everybody before we end the show stop waiting go ahead go do that thing you got to you got to get in there to make mistakes you can't mm-hmm. learn all the mistakes before you uh you get in there absolutely absolutely thank you so much juan for coming on my show i appreciate you i love the value that you've been given this entire episode i really appreciate that i know our audience definitely does too so I look forward to coming on your show. So um, let me know if you have any questions for me or anything like that. I'm going to send you the link once everything's official, okay? Sounds good. Amazing. You have a blessed one, okay? You too. All right, bye.